Yo. What up? What up, what up? Welcome to No Important. Nah, I see. You might as well finish it. Nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. I don't take do my it. job. I don't you want to switch it, seats too? Nah, I don't do it, right? We should just switch seats. Nah, but you know, I don't do it, right? I don't do it, right? My fault. The habitual line stepper. These dudes are so corny, why? Cause it ain't about you. It's a corny. Oh uh, yeah, cause it, cause it ain't about. In Christ. Cause it ain't about filthy. I love them though. I love them, but they corny. All right, everybody get filthy five minutes. I don't need five minutes. <laughs> you know me. I like to talk straight into the word. Y'all want to joke for three hours? <laughs> I'm like, yo, let's talk about Melchizedek. <laughs> and I'm the and I'm the line stepper. <laughs> he just want to skip Abraham, who is who yeah. is it, the whole yeah. thing is about. You know why? <laughs> it goes straight to he got he got some breakdown. Uh, no, I ain't got a breakdown. I'm just I'm, yeah. So yo, I'm wondering who is Mel. He probably got a jewel, and he can't wait to let it go. I ain't got no jewel. Yo, you're right. Yo, yo, you. That's right. Yo, yo, he got a jewel, and he can't wait to blow everybody's mind. Don't watch and think that there's a jewel coming from filthy ain't no jewels coming from filthy baby. yo how you ready to skip two whole chapters just to jump to i'm just Melchizedek? saying because nobody knows who he is and i want to find out from my brothers because y'all crazy smart when it comes to the world you got that wisdom uh, who us? smart so I, yo that yeah, wisdom, i know in part <laughs> very you little know, so i'm hoping that y'all can tell me i ain't got nothing to tell you brother <laughs> what up what up welcome to the norm park podcast we got monologue from filthy to my right, <laughs> set it off. Got Mike P to my left, Ralph P to my far right, and uh, thank you guys for joining us for another episode. Yeah, so uh, this guy want to jump into Melchizedek. Yo, is it Melchizedek or Melchizedek? It's not. I say Melchizedek. It's called a Melly. Melly Mel. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't, don't, oh, don't, don't. King do Melly. Don't Mel do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's easy, easier to pronounce. Nah, Melly. man, don't do it. <laughs> how you want to? But how you want to skip Abram, though? I ain't trying. Abram's still part of, of faith, the story. He's still the, part of the story. The father of faith. Because I got some bad things about him. That's that I'm gonna see about my boy Abram, man. See, he got a breakdown. Yo, I'm saying, my boy Abram. I'm just saying, this is gonna be a good episode. But you know, he got some bad stuff about him, but some good stuff about you. Who me? (laughs) (laughs) Who? Now it's who? (laughs) He want to blast Abraham. (laughs) Yo, what Abraham do to you? That's why I don't want to read about him because I'm gonna have to blow his spot up. Yo, you ready to blast? All right, so no, all right. What's up? How you guys doing? Good, good, good. You guys doing good? I'm blessed. Yeah, wow. hit him again. Yeah. I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah. Give me another one, well, highly favored. Jump off. Jump off the highly favored. Uh what? Praises go up, blessings come down. <laughs> <laughs> that was anointed. Hit me with another one. <laughs> oh man, God is good, man. Oh, God is good. Good the, all the time. All the time. <laughs> We're gonna cush the knees. Marcus the deaf in here. <laughs> I'm gonna edit all that out. <laughs> chill, man. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Now nah, God is good, man. God is good, man. God is working. Yeah. You know what I mean? You see him working out here in these streets. Mm. And just praying for the people, praying for ourselves, man. Again, man, prayer, man. Just been convicted to just pray more and more and more. Cause as the times get darker and darker out here, 
Mm. Yo, B, you're going to need the Holy yeah. Spirit, man. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to restrain you. Yes. You're going to need the, the Holy Spirit to pour into you so that you can pour into the people around you because there's a lot of people hurting out here, you know. And just, you know, just past couple of weeks, just within just my immediate family and just friends around me and just people around me, I'm like, yo, people is hurting. And mm. it's so easy for you to just want to go in your shell because you good, you know. Like, all right, I got joy. I got peace. You know, I got all the fruits of the spirit. I'm good. It's so easy for when you're good to just fall back. Right. But mm. you, you know, you get convicted that you're called to, you know, minister onto people. And, you know, your life is no longer yours. Your life is, is to the, you know, it's for the Lord. And the Lord got you on a mission out here, man. And so you got to come out of yourself. And, and, and you need the power of the Holy Spirit to do that, man. Because we're, we're selfish by nature. You know, we're naturally selfish, man. Mm-mm-mm. Amen, amen. So, Steve yeah, right. Mike D- back D- in the ah, building, baby. I see. <laughs> 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 I was tired of you blasting me, yeah, man. Devo now I'm playing. That was good, man. It's been a while since we got a Devo. Yeah. But um, we're in... We getting into the word, Ange? Good. It only took five minutes this time. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is... Yeah, you see, I'm not gonna say like. Say just, nah, nah, yeah. I'm say son, I'm a, yo. <laughs> you see, he hyped today. Yeah, he's hyped. I he's hyped. Love it, dog. And <laughs> I love. You see, I love when he's hyped. Filthy's back, baby. Ah, I'm saying, yo. <laughs> COVID had me for a little minute. I ain't go front. COVID had him COVID in the headline for like a month. But we we had him. We had an understanding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, good, good. You know what? I'm glad you said that. Now the people understand Yo, why you, why you was in the. Yeah. It was like a zombie for a month. Three episodes. You was just why you was in the Cobra Clutch. <laughs> she had me. looking like a special effect over there. Like, <laughs> like is is he really there? Yo, she, she had me, son. He was a prop. He was a prop. <laughs> He was like the halo light. <laughs> it was the halo light. Yo, shout out to the halo. Always shedding light on the on this uh, this podcast, man. Oh, man. Can't do it without you, baby. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, it was tough, but I'm back. I'm back. God is good. God is good. good. Definitely. Where we left so off? So we're talking about, this is uh, episode 41, right? Mm. Episode 41. We uh we in Genesis chapter twelve, but you know obviously before we get to twelve let's let's do a quick, um just recap of where we're at in the story, uh, what we spoke about last week, um, you know that main chapter on the Tower of Babel, mm. um, you know a couple of weeks ago we spoke about the flood, we spoke about Noah, we spoke about this reset that God had to do. Um, him telling the people to, uh, we, we read about the families, right? The, the sons yeah. of Noah and, and the birth of these, the beginning, the genesis of these families now, mm-hmm. right? So these families were supposed to scatter throughout the earth and, you know, continue to, to be blessed and multiply and, and repopulate the earth. Mm. And then we got to chapter 11 and the people was like, no, we ain't doing that. We're going to unite under Nimrod, and we're going to do our own thing, Mm-mm. all right? So we, we see when the Lord is trying to um, <clears throat> bring in his, his plan 
man find a way to kind of mess it up. So then he has to mitigate that situation. So, and what's real interesting in 11, you know, the Lord came down. He saw what the people was doing. He was like, yo, if these people are united like this, there's nothing that they won't be able to accomplish, which I thought was a very interesting thing to say. So you see the the strength and unity in man. But a fallen man, when they try to unite and it's not under God, it's always going to lead to some madness. Mm. Right? Yeah. So he he uh, confounded their language. Where was that reversed? Pentecost. Pentecost? Go, go into it. Yeah, when you had um, you had all the disciples, they were waiting for the Holy Spirit to come and um, the Holy Spirit came as was uh, cloves of fire, tongues of fire, mm-hmm. and they were all speaking in um, different languages, but they all understood each other. Mm. So it kind of was like, you know, that what the Lord had did, you know, in the Tower of Babel was kind of like, you know, bringing, you know, kind of, um, I guess, correcting that. Right. You know, and showing, the, I, I look at it, showing a kind of unity, you know, because you had all these different tongues which probably represented different nations, you know, and the Lord kind of bringing that back, you know, um, unifying the, um, I guess, mankind or the human race, mm-hmm. you know, and showing that it was it, it was always supposed to be like that. But, you know, because of man's heart, because of, of, of the heart of men, you know, um, their imagination, you know, that Tower of Babel was just a rebellion against God. So God mm-hmm. had to do that for that moment, but, that was never what the Lord really, you know, wa- I mean, that was never what the Lord wanted to do. He really mm-hmm. wanted us, right. you know, together. And he, he um, under Christ, you know, Christ's mm. death and his um, his resurrection and what Christ did paying for the the sins of, of man, it, we were able to be unified again. Mm-hmm. And I you see know? that also just the, the, the love that God had, like, he wanted all of those people to feel included, you know, in, in um, all those different nations, those languages that people understood, you know, the gospels for everyone, you know, the gospels, not just for certain people, certain um, ethnicities, you know, so it's the, the love of Jesus Christ is for everyone. And I feel like in, in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came and isn't it interesting that the job of the Holy Spirit is to point everything to Jesus, right? To forgive him honor, give him glory. But on that day, because the Holy Spirit is God, everybody knew the Holy Spirit was there. He came in. He made a sound. He put fire, you know, tongues of fire on these people. The Holy Spirit made an entrance. And then it's interesting that the the remainder of, you know, the job of the Holy Spirit is just undercover. Like, let's just point everything to Jesus. You know, and I just thought that the Lord... It was all inclusive regarding who the gospel is for. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful picture, just showing you that the unification can only happen through God and through God alone, mm. and not through man's attempt. Because if you look at it at the Tower of Babel, they said, you know, when you see it was focused on they said, right. so it was off of total um, man's intention, man's heart, man's desire, man's will, opposed to God, directly affronting to God, right. without Him included whatsoever. So now that's why he had to confound them. So at that Pentecost, he saw that showing us that the unification can only happen through God, through Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit, like you said. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it can happen. Yep. And yeah, great point. And I kind of peeped um, 
a spot before that. <coughs> um, and we went over it uh, last season when we went over John. John 17, 20, where Christ actually prayed mm. to reverse that. Mm. Right? To reverse that separation. Because y'all trying to separate outside, trying to unite outside of me is madness. But in this prayer, in um, Jesus Christ's prayer, in verse 20 in chapter 17 of John, he says, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me. So he was praying for the future generations um, through their word that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, mm-hmm. that they they also may be one in us. So you see that him praying for that unification in Christ, in God. And when I was, you know, when I read that, I saw that as a direct reversal. Mm-hmm. And obviously in Pentecost, <coughs> this language is no longer a barrier now, mm-hmm. right? Even though they were speaking different languages, right? It, it's not that everybody just started speaking the same language again, but it was no longer the a barrier. And the thing that united them was the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Whereas over here, you know, the language caused a separation in order to prevent that Genesis 6 thing to happen again. Because you see, it's, it's always a move towards that, right? Man's natural trajectory is to go just towards madness and towards sinning. And, you know, we read about it with Cain and then Lamech and then the whole Genesis 6. And then, you know, God gives these commands and the people's like, nah, right? Listen, you guys, I, I have a promise that I made. I'm trying to bring this promise through. So now these nations are now separated, so they're going to start developing different cultures now. Because the groups that speak the same language, all right, we gel, we click. So now you're going to have different cultures. And because of the sinful nature, these cultures are going to start fighting each other, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have, you know, we're going to read about the first war, right? So now um, we're going to be introduced into, you know, God continuing to mitigate in, in um, despite of man, mm-hmm. right? Despite of mankind, in order to bring in His promise, and we're gonna meet one of the. Um, how how would you rate Abraham and the, the uh, prophet prophet list top five? <laughs> is he a top? Is he a top five dead or alive? Yeah, nah, he got to be top five, <laughs> definitely, because he's the father of he's faith. The father of faith, um, and you, and top one. Nah, he said, Jesus said John the, Baptist, John the Baptist, Baptist is number one, but yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah. he's number one, you know, and that's that's coming from mm. Christ. So if he ain't number one in your list, you better put him number one, because <laughs> you want to. But be it was alive. why he was number one. Huh? I, I mean, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know if I put him number one though. Who John the Baptist? Yeah. Nah. Where would you put him? He he ain't bigger than, than Abraham. Abraham's nah. the father of faith. No, bro. I'm I'm talking about in terms of the impact and the things that he did. That's why I put the John because I didn't understand why did, John was okay. number one too until we did John. John. Yeah. When yeah. we did John, I understood, understood why Christ was like John is number one. But you know, y'all could y'all could go against Jesus if y'all want. That's on y'all. But like I said, I'm gonna go with Jesus. You, and Jesus put him number one, so I'm. Gonna I'm say but I'm not. I'm not rating. I'm not rating it. I'm not rating him the same. What I'm, you mean? I'm rating him in terms of name. 
like the name Abraham. Oh, oh being known. Known, right? We're, okay, so being known. Nah, not being known. I you wouldn't put him number one. Nah. You can't put John the Baptist as being. I mean, no, I, I understand what you. No, going I wouldn't with. put John the Baptist number one as far as being known, but I wouldn't put Abraham as number one. Who would you put number Moses, one? B. Yeah, Moses B. Nah. Moses. Well, no, what bigger, about David? Who's bigger than Moses? Nah, Moses was big though. The bigger Moses, than King David. Moses, Moses is I big. Know, he top five. Abe but, is top five though. Who's but bigger the, than Moses. But if we, know, if we talking OT, if we talking OT, we talking Moses. Yeah, Moses is big. Moses is big, but when you look at all the different religions. They kind of like go back to Abraham as being their father. Yeah, you know, you go into okay. Christianity, Muslims, Judaism, Judaism. Everybody says, "Yo, Abraham was That's the a good father." Case. That's Yo, a good case. You know, yeah, he's like the top that one. one. Yeah, because, that was a good one. Because like Muslims, one. Muslims, yeah, they, you know, they won't say anything about. It. Yeah, they say, "Yeah, Musa." They believe in Moses, but they just seem regular. Right. Okay. They don't I put as much. Saying. Yeah, I see that. So let's get into Abe Ench. Um, let's do this. Yeah. So towards. Towards uh, the end of 11, you know, we went through the genealogy of Abraham's family. Um, we were introduced to his father, Terah. Um, so, yeah, let's go 12. 12 to one. Let's go uh, 1 to f- 3. Let's do 1 to 3. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Your thoughts? Yo, get out. Mm. Get out of your country. Get away from your family, and get away from your father's house. That was the first you know, those those were the first parts of the instruction. Like you gotta leave from mm-hmm. where you at. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean that's just always the process, B. Mm-hmm. So leave yeah. leave your country, the place that you're familiar with, yep. the place that you're comfortable in, your where your culture is, right? Obviously, whatever uh, um, religious worship that you have, everything is is in your country. And he tells Abraham to leave your country. Yep. And then and then you leave your family. Your family. And leave your father's house. It's like it's like leave everything. Leave everything behind. Leave everything behind. So your father's house would be what? Your inheritance? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm, you think? Yeah. Because he left with a lot of a lot of things. You know right, what I'm but saying? You, yeah, but that's still not equal to what your father would have left. How about if his pops was like, nah, you can't take none of this. Mm. Yeah, the meaning behind it. Right. Right. Mm. He's leaving everything. Leave, turn your back, mm-hmm. complete abandonment, and leave everything. Um, but if, if we go, so what's interesting, the Lord spoke to Abraham before this. Because right now he's in Haran. Right? When he spoke to him and told him to leave. But he spoke to him prior to that, when he was in um, Ur. But in the Chaldees, yeah. yeah. But in thirty, in in verse thirty-one of chapter eleven, it says that, you know, his father Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, and his his son Abraham's wife, and they went out with them from Ur of the 
Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. But they came to Haran and dwelt there. So years before, right? And if we go to Acts real quick. Acts 7. Acts 7. Um, Stephen, with that wonderful sermon of his, is, is, you know, he starts off with Abraham. And he says that the Lord told him to leave, not when he was in Haran, but he told him to leave. He appeared to him, where it says, uh, 7 verse 2, it says, and he said, brethren and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives and come to a land that I will show you. So when he left mm -hmm. Mesopotamia, sure. he didn't follow what God said yeah. initially. Correct. Because he was supposed to leave Mesopotamia and go to the land that was shown, but he ended up going with um, his with his entire family. Right. And then they stopped at Haran. So I'm wondering... Did Terra hear this call, or was he just going off of what? Um, I guess it was just the call was up to Abraham, and Abraham must have told him, "Yo, I met the God of Glory." So this idol worshiping, because we all know that as we go, as you read throughout, you know, Acts, like we were reading in Acts seven, he shows you that, um, and mother, <clears throat> and also in Joshua, he speaks of that they were idol worshippers, idol makers, mm -hmm. um, in Ur of the Chaldees, um, and that. So that means he met the God of glory and said, yo, this is wrong. So must have been that Terah said, okay, you know what? Uh, all right, let, I'm going to roll with you. And he decided to go with him, so the entire household. Wow. So we're seeing right here that um, he's not actually doing what, the God, what God told him to do. And what I like about the story of Abraham, we, we see his faith growing mm -hmm. and his life. You know, and the Lord approached him, and he had to grow in that faith to do that. Maybe he was like, yo, I don't want to go by myself. Maybe he did tell his father, maybe convince his father, yo, we should go. Oh. But that's not what the Lord told him. So that trip wasn't able to be completed because it wasn't in the will of God. Because mm -hmm. he was rolling with his whole family. And he never made it there. He didn't make it to Canaan. Yeah. They stopped at Haran and stayed there, and it could have been for years. Yeah, because we, you know, we read when the Lord told him finally came back and spoke to him. He was seventy five years old. Right. So you know they they couldn't complete the trip, and you know if if you're moving outside of the will of God, there's a chance you might not make that destination. Right. And some tradition, like some of the commentaries I I, I read, mentioned that um, when he got this first call. When he was in Mesopotamia, he might have been around 50 years old. Yeah. So it might have been approximately like 25 years where he was Drag not, dragging his feet. Dragging his feet. And the funny thing is that the um, Terra, the name Terra, his father's name meant delayed. Right. Right. So. And that's what happened. The process got slowed up. Slowed you know, because he, he, he wasn't ob completely obedient. Right. As we see in uh, chapter 12, you know, taking his whole family with him. So it slowed up the process, you know, and I mean, God is faithful. He wanted to do what he wanted to do in Abraham. But, mm -hmm. you know, because of his disobedience here, 
the process got slowed up and like you said that's what always happens you know god will give you some marching orders but you don't you're not obedient to it mm. or you do it halfway like how he did it and it always slows up the process yeah. of what god wants to do in your life yeah and it's it's interesting because um god is the one that's always calling out to us he's always chasing it's never us like when you read through Psalm um, 14 and Psalms 51, you know, none of us, you know, we don't seek after God. Uh-huh. You know, we want nothing to do with God. Not one single person on earth want to serve God or want to seek God. We, by nature, hate God. So what happens is that even though when you see a person thinking, oh, I'm going to church, I'm looking, I'm reading through the word. Um, what happens is that that's God calling them. They don't realize about it. It's God that's reaching out to them and chasing them down with their love. Right. And then what eventually happens is that they respond. So God was calling out to abraham and then abraham realized oh this is this is the true god so now mm-hmm. he's seeking him so now when you tell him to leave family and leave your father leave your kindred leave your kinsmen leave all of that you know that's the same thing he does to us like because i remember i was in that same place right when i finally responded to his call he said leave you know leave all those things behind leave your idolatry leave your fornication leave your worldly ways leave that and come and follow me. Abandon all of that. And I'm going to show you who I am. And come to know me. Mm-hmm. But you got to leave. In order for you to understand. And it wasn't easy. Because you know. Where they were at. It was. It was kind of modern. Yes. You know. It was. It was like popping. Yeah. It was popping where they was at. So it's like. You know. God telling you to leave. You know. New York City. Or leave Los Angeles. And go into. You know. Somewhere in a farmland in the Midwest. Or where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere with, with animals <laughs> Mc, yeah he he wants you to go from you know being frank sinatra to old mcdonald it's kind of hard you know because that's that's because during that time you know where they were at you know it was kind of it was modern you know there was a lot of things going on so he was leaving all of that to go to some you know go somewhere where he didn't know so it really it was mm. really a thing of faith mm. you know you're leaving what you and and that's what it is you're leaving everything you know yeah and mm-hmm. that's what's hard, you know, because we're creatures of habit. You know, we, we comfort. We, yeah. We don't want nobody to mess up our routine. You know, we all have our routines. And when God comes in the midst and he's like, okay. Especially if, me- some, if it's somebody else telling you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll, we'll, we'll change our routine if we know all right, it's beneficial for us. Right. 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 But now you have somebody telling you to do something and they're not giving you that much information. Right. They're telling you, Go. Go to a place I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. No direction, right? No right. address. You just got to step out in faith and just go. Yo, man, you would ask why. Of course. Of course. You'd be like, why? Why I got to do this, Lord? Uh, Abraham was, Where am I going, Abraham Lord? Abraham was on the why for 15 to 25 <laughs> years. I know. That's why Angel is going to blast him the whole episode. I mean, <laughs> not, no, not yet. <laughs> but what, what else? What else? Uh, what else God what said? I, what, Go ahead, oh, well, what I like here, verse two says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And one thing that I heard while studying for this, where it says, and you shall be a blessing. That's a command from God to him to be a blessing wherever mm. he is. And as Christians, sometimes we don't can 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 you ask yourself the question and say at work, am I a blessing to my coworkers? You know, uh, when I'm on the bus, am I a blessing to the person next to me? You know, and I have issues with that at work because we all work in stressful situations. And sometimes the love of God doesn't exude from you. 
And that's one thing that I'm constantly praying about and asking the Lord to use me at, at work and wherever mm -hmm. I'm at. Like, I want to be a blessing. And how do you be a blessing? You know, if, if you're not preaching the gospel to these people, you know, just showing the love of God to them. You don't know what these guys are going through at home. So coming to work where they can meet someone who loves the Lord and someone who can love on them. Dude, like we have to be a better job. We have to do a better job as Christians as um, as being blessings to those around us. Mm. You, you know, one of the other things I also I like with that when he says in that that verse you're going to when he says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curse um, curses you. This is a direct contradiction to what happened in the Tower of Babel. Because in the Tower of Babel, what did they say? Right? They said, and they said, "Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose um, whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, mm -hmm. lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth." So now we're seeing men saying that I'ma build a great city. Yeah. I'm gonna make a name for myself. And, and and in order for us not to be scattered. So, you see, they want to build a nation on their own. They want to build the tower on their own. They want to build, you know, make a name for themselves. Right. And at the same time, they want protection and security against who? Against God. They are trying to, you know, protect themselves from God and not be with God. So here, God is the one that's saying this. He says, I'm, so we're seeing a picture of, of, um, of primacy, identity, and security. He's like, yo, Abraham, primacy, I'm going to make you a great nation. You know, then he says identity. He's like, um, I'm going to make your name great. Right. And then he says, then um, he's given him security and protection where I will I will bless you. And um, and all those who bless you will be blessed and all those who curse you will be cursed. So we're seeing that God is the one that's going to do this. Who's going to make him great? Who's going to bless him? And all these things can it can only come from God. Mm. I will make you a great nation. Imagine how Abraham took that. When his wife right. is barren. Mm -hmm. So you got to imagine what God is telling a man whose wife cannot have kids. And he he believed him. Mm -hmm. Right. And that that's that's the faith. You know, the, the small steps of faith that Abraham started taking and, and believe in God. Um, but, yeah, everything you guys said. Right. Talking about his his progeny. Um, productive, multiplying. Um, you got to be a blessing. I'll make your name great. Speaking of his fame and also character, right? Mm -hmm. By his name, you got to realize the character of a person. Um, yeah, he does that apply now when you look at somebody's name? What that it, 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 it shows their character. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I the names so. were different back yeah. then, but, you know. Yeah. No, nah, I don't think you can just tell someone's character by their name. Like filthy rags. <laughs> you definitely don't. Yo, don't how you feel for that? Like, yo, this guy's sick. I knew, yo. I had a feeling that was oh, a... Oh, that was the setup? Oh, man. What yo, setup, how bro? you walked right into that? Yo, y'all. You see what yo, I'm saying? Yo, that's something wrong with you. No, you got to say, you gotta say <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm filthy in the Lord, Jesus. See, but, th but they can't tell what type of filthiness I'm oh, referring to until they talk to tell me, them, so right? Them. Nah, I mean, Isaiah 64, 6, read it, and then come back and tell me what type of filthiness, you know, I'm talking about. Not that I'm doing filthy things. <laughs> nah, nobody you know, said nobody that. Said nobody said I know that, but, the, but somebody who doesn't know the Lord, doesn't know that verse, will hear that name and oh, say, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that dude oh, yeah. is mm -hmm. off. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying right, by right. your name. Right, you got to right, talk right. to someone, get no, to we know keep them. It, yeah, we keep it in context of, 
people that are saved, you know, that understand that whole term, filthy rags. Yeah. I see it, and also just, you know, the will, because you see in the Lord's will, you know, I will, I will. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Abram, whatever plans Abram had for his life, you know, God is coming in, and now, you know, it's, it's like the Lord's prayer, not my will, but your will be done. Mm. You know, and I'm seeing the Lord, you know, he's um, expressing his will to Abraham, and Abraham believing that and following it. And also, I just see just, um, you know, something that's going to be important is the land. You know, he's telling you about this land. He's telling Abraham about this, um, Abram about this land that he's going to give him, you know. And as we start to read on more and more, how important, you know, this land was to mm. the promise, you know, mm. that he made to Abram. You know, this, this, um, the promise and the covenant as we go on. But mm-hmm. the land, how important the land is, how the Lord looks at this land that he's going to give to Abraham and his descendants. Mm-hmm. Like it plays such a big part of the Bible. Quick question. Yeah. Do you think that um, I will curse him who curse you? I will bless those who bless you. You think that still applies? Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Like if you look through history, just all the people who, you know, went against the nation of Israel. Like, you know, if you look at their 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 kingdoms or their government, like it's, it's in ruins now. It's, right. It's in nothing now. You know, and that's just, if you just do your research in history, you know, the people who went against the nation of Israel, you know, they're, 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 they're not even here no more as real governments and real powers, but, um, um, those that, who, no, but those that, was who back, that was back then. Yeah. I'm talking about back, then, but I'm talking about now, you know, even the, the, the nations who blessed the nation of Israel, uh, you know, they're blessed also. You look at America, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, backing Israel, you know, with everything it's, it, mm. you, you seeing just, the. Prosperity that America has as a nation, and that's I think that's tied into the fact that you know they backed the nation of Israel. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I, I even heard. Um, I don't know how true it is. I, I don't even want to say, it, but um, I heard one of the one of the pastors was mentioning that the time when I think I forget which hurricane it was that hit America. It's like that was during the same time when the administration was actually going against Israel, and something happened to America where there was like some type of crash or what have you um i forget which one it was but he was mentioned that it's still current today mm-hmm. with the you know you go against the nation of israel it what it's gonna come back and haunt you so what i'm thinking about is that the promise was fulfilled in jesus christ mm. the ultimate promise oh. of the whole world oh. oh yes being blessed yeah Yes. Christ. Yeah. So this um this plan mm. right if if you have people that are, you know, um you know, calling on God to bless you so that this plan could come about is going to be a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz ultimately the seed of the seed that's you know, Christ coming through Abraham, coming mm-hmm. through the nation of Israel that's going to bless you. Mm-hmm. And if you're yeah. if you're blessing Abraham so that this plan could happen, it, you know, it's like this yeah. weird you know, circular blessing that that comes to you. But if you're trying to stop that plan, mm. it's going to be a curse. And and yeah. and it's weird the way it's worded. It speaks about I will bless those, but then I will curse him where it's mm. singular. 
Right? You're just seeing the nature of God. He's a God that's ready to bless. But then when it comes to the curses, he kind of makes it singular. Like, uh-huh. That's not really what that's I'm about. That's a great about. point. You know what I'm saying? That's a great so, point, yeah. But I'm just thinking about right Israel, you know, the promise being fulfilled in Christ. Yes. Him being what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And so, so I don't know if this promise still applies. Obviously, national Israel... They still have a plan in in God's, you know, in 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 the world, right? God is He's not done with Israel, national Israel. That's still God's chosen people, and He He has a plan for them. I'm just wondering if this applies now. The only reason mm-hmm. I would say, that, and that's why I stress the land, like you know, this nation having this land, like as we. You know, as you go through the Bible, just with Exodus and Joshua, just how this thing was tied to the land, his descendants having this land, mm-hmm. that was part of the promise, you know, and everything that went through just um, those who opposed that, you know, as we read, you know, the Canaanites being in the land and the Lord is like, wipe them all because it's like I made a promise to this man that his descendants is going to have this land right. and how imp- and how God sees this land like. It's not until reading this again, you know, I was like, when the Lord says something, he means it. No, I and get the a, land part. And there's a mean, and there's a, and I think that's also tied into that also with the promises and the curses. That's why I think also oh, yeah. because uh, of the, because of, of the promise that he made to Abraham. I, I was just going to say, I think it, it still pertains to today because if you finish that verse, it, it says, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that's who? Right. Well, all the families means Jew and Gentile. Right. Right? So that means all the families that will ever walk this earth will be blessed because of the opportunity that they have for salvation through Christ, right? That comes through his lineage. So I'm, I'm saying Christ is was the ultimate promise to Abraham, right? That the whole earth would be blessed. That's talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now everybody is, is um, salvation comes to the whole world. Right. So... Yes, I'm, you, I'm trying. I'm no, trying. No, I, I see what you're saying, and you and you know what it is. You know what I like to point out. But now, the kingdom is the prayer. So I guess my question now: Are you blessing the church so that other people could get saved? Because ultimately, what do you mean by that? Meaning, ultimately, the whole point of Abraham, right, was uh-huh. to bring in the Savior, uh-huh. right, right. So now the Savior came. Right, because right? he was looking forward. Right. The Savior came, and then now you have this new covenant. So, are you praying so that the advancement of salvation of the world? Because okay, that's that's saying. the blessing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, but mm. I, no, I see, and that's that's good. That's a that's a great point. But I I, I, I explained it very no no poorly. no yeah yeah. But that was not. Nah, I I never even saw it like that too. Right, like you seeing like like you're seeing the advancement of let's just. Because, because, uh, uh, yeah, the gospel, is, right? This is the advancement of right. people getting saved, right? Right, Abraham, right? The whole Abraham through you, people, the whole world is going to be saved. Mm-hmm. So now that happened 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm asking, do you think this still applies? Yes, blessing the nation of Israel. Yes. You know why? Oh, because okay. the, oh, okay. even in the kingdom, you're gonna be, you're gonna see that being fulfilled. What do you mean? Like when it says, all nations that don't come and worship. Christ 
you know, in the land, you know, where Christ is going to be set up. All nations who don't come, I think it's, I forgot what holiday it is. I know what you're talking about. They don't come, they're not going to get any rain. Right. So it's like, at the end of the day, when Christ is reigning in the millennium, he's reigning as a Jew. You know, and and that, him being a Jew, it's, it matters. Okay, so is it, is it national Israel or is it spiritual Israel? I would say both. Yeah, why? Why wouldn't be both? Because there's 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 promises made to spiritual Israel and there's promises made to national. What Israel. do you mean by spiritual Israel? The church. The church. Yeah. Spiritual okay. Israel is Jews and Gentiles. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. All yeah. I think that. Yeah. So, so those are the true descendants those, of Abraham. Those so, in faith. Yeah. I think right. it's those both. in faith. I think it's both. So I will bless. So again, back to the blessing. I will bless those that bless you. Mm-hmm. Does it change after the realization of that promise of that blessing in Jesus Christ? So are you, are you, um, bless those that bless you? Are you still blessing national Israel, or are you blessing spiritual Israel? I'll put it in that term, oh, so okay. that which is the church, which is made up of Jews and Gentiles, the- are you blessing them so that the advancement of the gospel, gospel. Right. could continue to proceed so uh, that people get it. No, I, I, I get I what you're saying. I think you understand what I'm saying? No, I get it. And I think it could be both. Yeah, I no, I, and the yeah. point you make is a great point. I never yeah. even seen it. Like I never that. looked at it that way. Yeah. But that's a great point. But I think it's both because he makes promises to national Israel that he, he will fulfill. Because everything culminates yeah. in Israel. And doesn't Romans right? say that and he that's uses why I said, us to get them jealous, right? Because the church, the Gentiles. And to me, that's like he's he's he still has love for them. He's waiting to to fulfill their promises. But right. I, I see this as it both being um, blessing both uh, you know the Jews and the Gentiles. No, definitely, I I do see it, and that's why I I said again the land like this all these things that connect to this promise, the land also. Like I was one person who always saw it as just national Israel, okay. But the mm. way he stresses the land as I'm reading this. Like the Lord, these promises that He made to um the nation of Israel, and just is like you said, being blessed in the church. I get that, but even the land, you know, there's a blessings that comes with it. And I think, you know, you 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 obey the Lord and is faithful with the Lord in in whatever He says, it's gonna come with blessings. So I I, I look at it as both, bro. And and I believe the the Jews are in their land, right? You you saw that. Um, 1948, that that crazy miracle, something you sure, that people thought. You sure that's the real Jews? No, I'm, I'm really <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 The Jews are in their land. They're not on the corner of 42nd. Yo, and, man. <laughs> Get, get, it, get it, get it, get it. You're looking no, at he can't. No yeah. <laughs> or no strand in Flatbush. They're not on no strand in Flatbush. Because <laughs> they'll tell you the Jews ain't in their real land, man. They'll but fight the, you, man. The Jews, the Jews. Because <laughs> if they're not in their land, we got a long way to go, brother. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> a very long way to go. Chill. They're in their land. No, but that's a great point that you made. You know. Yeah, as it's, far it's, as some, it's something yeah, to those, think yeah. about because obviously, you know, the, the Jews that are in the land right well obviously not all of them but they do they don't believe in the new testament they don't believe mm-hmm. that the messiah came right right they are still waiting right they're still on the was it Pent- pentateuch right you know they that's that's where they are they're, they're still in the ot 
they're waiting so yeah and it's like when you go into revelation and you see the 144,000 being from the Jews like yeah. the Lord is not done with the nation of Israel no yet, no no you know and that's the only reason I would see that you know just blessing them because this was made to Abraham and his descendants you know and like you said as they go further with Jesus Christ you know dying on the cross and you have like how Paul, you know, breaks it down, spiritual Israel. Right. Not everyone is a Jew who, you know, and not everyone who claims is a Jew is a real Jew, right. you know, and going into that. But yeah. just all the, you know, all these promises that haven't been fulfilled for the nation of Israel, that's why I would say it's both. All right. You know, all right. So um, four to, to nine. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions, and they had all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Morah, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Mm -hmm. um, we see Abraham growing in his obedience, right? So the Lord um, spoke to him again. And it says, you know, before we read about, you know, Terah, and he took Abraham, and he took uh, Lot. Now we see that Lot went with Abraham. Right. Right, so he he willingly kind of he went with them, and then it, it says that Abraham Abraham took Sarah his wife and Lot his brother. But the the verb for took is different now. It kind of expressing like he was responsible for all these people now. Mm -hmm. So he's he's leaving with you know his wife, his nephew. He got servants, you know, people that are indentured servants. That probably couldn't pay a bill, so he so he had slaves, um, uh -huh. he had possessions, and and his obedience, he just set out for the land of Canaan. Yeah, it's, you know the the verse four says Lot went with him, and then he took Lot. So I'm looking at I don't know. You think that the in the beginning Lot was probably went with him, like tagged along. I and think then, in the beginning their pops took him. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, right. In the beginning, in thirty-one it says Terah took his son Abraham and his grandson. Lot. Right, right. But I'm talking about here. So it says Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. So now this is a second from where they're at. Leaving Haran, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So Lot went with him, but again it says he took Lot the second time. Right. So like you said, like taking ownership right. of I'm being responsible for yeah. Lot. Yeah. You know, but I'm thinking, I was like, was he struggling like Abram? Because he, he, it was told to leave your family. Yeah. So it's like you're leaving and your nephew's like, yo, where we going? And in your mind, you know, I ain't supposed to take you, bro. 
I'm not supposed mm. to be taking you. But now, you know, as it mentioned the second time, it was like, okay, then he took Lot. It was kind of like, okay, you know what? I can't leave this dude out here. I got to take him. You know, because before it says Lot went with him. So it was kind of like Lot, you know, like Abraham was moving and Lot is being, you know, like, where we going? And you're like. So so is that word, if, if you look up the verb, mm -hmm. it's a different verb than right. 1131. Right. Mm -hmm. And it kind of. Like it, he took ownership of it I'm, now. I'm the head. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm responsible for all you guys. Right. I'm responsible mm -hmm. for my wife. Lot, I'm responsible for you. I'm responsible for all these servants. So he is the federal head of the family. And we're making this move. Remember, they're nomads. Right. Mm -hmm. so, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, because the first time it says he went with him, like Lot went with him. So it was kind of like Lot's move because he see Abraham moving. It's like Lot moving with him. And I'm wondering, was Abraham at this point struggling, you know, I, to go with Lot? I, you I, know? I see that. Like Lot tagging along. And the only reason I say that is because while I was reading it, I'm like, you ain't got no son. This is your brother's son. Mm -hmm. You know? And Abram always, you know, your, your wife is barren. You probably always wanted children. You look at Lot as kind of like your son. Right. You know, even if the Lord is telling you, yo, leave him behind. Because that's what the Lord said. The Lord was like, leave everything behind. You're supposed to really only grab Sarah and keep mm -hmm. it moving. Right. So that's why I'm like, the way it's worded is like Lot went with him. It's like, okay, so now Lot is tagging along because your pops brought him in the beginning. You know, you wasn't, Lot was never supposed to even roll. Okay, so now your pops brought him in the beginning. Now your pops is dead. You got to make this move because the Lord clearly gave you direction. And he told you, leave your family. You know, so you only supposed to grab your wife and keep it moving. So I, I look at it like, why would it say it twice? Mm -hmm. Like in the beginning, it's like Lot went with him. So it's like Lot tagging along, moving with you. And it's this, I, I look at it, it's like he probably he was struggling. And then after a while, it was like, okay, I'm going to take ownership of this dude. And I'm wondering if that move was made because you didn't have a son and you looked at this, your nephew as your son. And, and cause that's being, cause what he did was disobedient. He was never supposed to take Lot. That's yeah. the part where I don't know if I agree. Okay. Because it says, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Mm -hmm. So it says Abraham was doing what the Lord said. Right. But then Lot was like, your dog, I'm going to come. That's what I'm saying. And and it's like. But no, no, it's it was Lot's decision. Abraham's decision was like, yo, I'm out. Right. But Lot kind of volunteered himself. Like, no, I'm going right. to roll with you. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. Abraham's like. Right, that's Ab what I'm Abraham saying. Abraham is and not going to say, struggle. yo, you can't go. No, you can't. Right, why didn't you say that? It's because, like, yo, this is your nephew. You don't got no kids. This is your nephew. Because that's why I said in the beginning, it says Lot went with him. And then the second time, it says Abraham took him. So it's kind of like, okay, now you're taking ownership as this, your nephew, with, you wasn't supposed to take him in the beginning. But could you blame him? For not, of, that's, not at that's all. That's what I'm saying. Not so at that's all. why you say, was he being disobedient? I don't think he was being disobedient because he was doing what the Lord said. Nah. What Lot okay. decides to do. I don't agree. It kind of it falls outside of that. I, I don't um, agree. What about, about when, when Jesus was talking about, you remember when, um, when he said, yeah, come follow me. And the, and the cat said, nah, I got to go bury my dad. Now, would you say that's similar in what's going on here? And when Jesus told him, you'll let the dead bury the dead. Mm -mm. 
I, I but ex- explain it. I don't. In terms of like your God makes um gives you a calling, you come and you follow me, and you leave everything behind. Yeah. But he was like, yo, I'm not gonna, I'm, I can't come and follow you now because I gotta deal with my father and I gotta do all this. So God is calling Abraham, yo, leave everybody. Yep. And then he grabs Lot. And you, no, 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 that's 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 the point I'm trying to make. He's yeah. not grabbing Lot. I see what, yeah, I see what Lot Marcus is coming with him. Yeah. No, but, but the second time it said he took Lot. That's why I said the, but, okay. The that's dif- that's the why difference. I said the word. Uh-huh. The wording is not saying that he t- he's telling Lot to come. He invol- he voluntarily <laughs> followed him. Lot voluntarily <laughs> followed him. Right. So okay. now Lot is outside of Abraham's control. Lot is like, because if if you look at just the way it's worded, right? It says Terah took them, like yo, yeah. all of us, let's go. And then when you go down to twelve and four. It said, Abraham departed as the Lord has. So Abraham was doing exactly what the Lord said. Nah, but I don't agree. Lot was like, no, I'm going to come with you. And then ultimately, when it says the word took, the meaning behind the word is that I'm responsible for, I'm the head. I'm the right. leader of this. So I'm responsible for everybody, mm. including the slaves, including my wife. That's so my saying. thing is, and he had made a decision at that point to, now that you're the headship and tell her, because you was, like you said, in 7 and 2, Acts 7 and 2, you got this call from the very beginning. Uh-huh. Your pops, you bring your pops along. Your pops was never supposed to come along. Lot was never supposed to come along. Do you agree with that? Um, re- yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that was a wrong move already. Yes. So now you're here. Your pops die. But it's not the same move. That's what I'm saying. No. I, this... It, it's like, like you said, this is the second time the Lord is telling you. And you see the first thing he stressed. That's why when we first read it, that was mm. the first thing he stressed. Your dog, get away from everybody. When get away from everything. That he told him that. No, when you read 11, in Acts 7 and 2. Yeah, that says the exact same thing that he says here. In verse no, it four, says right? that he, he called them in the land of the, child, or of the Chaldeans. Okay. This is there in Haran now. Yeah. So this is, you understand? This is he called them from when they was earning. So the this is the second time the Lord is calling on calling Abraham. on Abraham okay. after his pops died. Right now, the one question I got for you guys is when, when it says from your family. Yeah. Does that mean leave everyone? Could it not just have been the clan that you are associated with? I don't know. You I, know I, what I mean? When because, it says family, because, I, I said no, says well, family. then the, the same thing with your father's house. You're saying. He took mm. so many of the possessions that were from the father's exactly. house. Exactly. Yeah. So, what to me, when it says from your family, that just means the people that you're living with, your clan. It, I don't specifically see something that says God says don't bring anyone because then you know what? You don't bring your wife. <laughs> you don't bring anyone that's your family. So, so, no, nah, but you could bring your wife because you're one. Yeah, I mean, I and get that's that. the only yeah. reason I think right? Sarah gets a pass I because that, that was yeah. his wife. No, no, but no. everybody so, else was supposed to I'm be. I'm just saying that it doesn't specifically to me. As we read, as we so read. listen in verse four, it tells you specifically that Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. Yeah. So Abraham's heart was aligned with the will it of God. Be, so he, he was, was doing exactly what God yeah. told him. Abraham is not going to control lots other people. Right, and that's what we're seeing. We're seeing okay. Lot. He's volunteering himself. He's like, Yo, I'm going. Abraham okay. is not going to be like, well, you're on your own. 
I mean, you see the type of dude Lot is. He's going to be like, okay. all right, well, now. Lots of and sucker. That's, and that's He's, why I think he was struggling. Don't call Lot no sucker, dog. Lot sucker, was a righteous dog. man. Watch your mouth. Watch, watch. <laughs> I tell you, I'm going to prove how he's a sucker. So, so, no, no, no. So I'm tired of people getting on Lot, dog. So because my, Lot was righteous, dog. My point watch now. your mouth. Uh, Lot was the worst. He, he was, was the, the worst, worst but yep. he was righteous. So <laughs> we the worst. So when I'm, when I'm, when Who's I'm good here. You my good? point is, his heart was aligned with the instructions of God. Now I want to read it okay. as I'm seeing it. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. He's leaving, and Lot went with him. So now Lot tags along. We it's agree. Lot's decision, right? Yeah. I agree. And Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abraham took his wife and Lot and his brother's son. Yeah. So that's why I'm I'm seeing it as this. I don't. I, I'm just saying I'm seeing it as this. This battle within him because of you got your instructions to yeah. leave everybody behind, leave your country, leave your la- uh, leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house. That means yo, even the relatives, leave every everything, and now your pops is dead. You're moving your your nephew. I look at a lot as just this nephew that's dog. I don't have nobody. What am I supposed to do? You know, and it's a tough decision. You know, and it's like Lot went with him, and it's like Lot is tagging along, and then like you said, it gets to the point where Abraham now he's the headship, he's the the head of this household and everything, and he takes ownership of that. And I and I look at it as you was never supposed to leave with your father's house. Because it told you to leave your father's house. So when he took ownership of that, dog, you was wrong. You're supposed to leave everything. I think he was just being responsible. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's a lot more I obvious cool. ways. I cool. I cool. Uh, listen. Examples I just, of why Abram was wrong. <laughs> listen, that one. Listen, man. <laughs> Abraham I, was a responsible guy. You're right. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes being responsible is irresponsible. <laughs> When it, comes to, see, when it comes to God, that's I mean, a good when point. it comes to God, I think we're going to see other examples. There's more. Mm-hmm. There's obvious examples of him being disobedient. That's so, not one. So, me, anyway. um, all right, cool. So it's not a big you one. Know, so we see that, and then they get to the land of Canaan. Um, you know, th- these are these are r- religious centers, Shechem, in the land of Canaan, right? And then he stops there, and it, it points out the Canaanites were in the land. Mm. You know, the Canaanites, the madness. Were in the land. The Canaanites got a name, right? So um, in verse 7, it says, Now the Lord appeared, right? Before it says the Lord spoke to Abraham. Now we're we having a, a theophany where the Lord appeared to Abraham, and then he, you know, he kind of expounds more on this promise, right? You know, mm-hmm. He talks about you know, this land is going to be to you and your descendants, talking to a man whose wife is barren, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? He and built an so, altar. So... He, you, you see him, you know, now worship. You seeing his religion. You seeing his, he he builds an altar which represents his uh, connection with God and him consecrating the land. Right, mm-hmm. his altar kind of represents this is this is God's land, right, and this is God's promise to me. What what he say he's gonna give it to my descendants. Mm-hmm. So he he pitched uh, his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. Right, so um, seeing his gratitude um, towards God, we're seeing his his um, relationship with God growing, which is represented by the altar. Um, we we and just the um, 
and called on the name of the Lord. You know, it reminds me of what we read earlier in Genesis. Yeah. Where they, you know, men was doing, where uh, Cain, when Cain went out Mm -hmm. and men was doing all kind of madness, he built the city. And then at the end of that chapter, it says, and then men became, begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the second time I'm seeing it, and it's kind of, you know, I'm I'm just being reminded of just in the midst of madness because this is where you know, um, Abraham Abram is going. You know, he now he's a, he's around the Canaanites, he's around the madness. These people mm-hmm. are full of madness, pagan worship, mm-hmm. and all of that, and he builds altars right in the middle of it. <laughs> like to me, that's so gangster. You right, know, right. like all of that. He didn't shy away from who he was, and. And to think of his past was idol worshiping. Right. He could have easily went right back like, oh, you guys, this is what I'm from. Oh, let me just get back in the mix. Nah. He was like, no, I'm following the true and living God. I'm going to build an altar to him. I'm going to worship him right in the middle Mm -hmm. of this land that's full of madness. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's to the point where, you know, where the Lord, I see the Holy Spirit pointed that out. It kind of reminded him of men back when Cain mm-hmm. built his city and then men began to call upon the name of the Lord. And when, and you saw back then when that happened, this, it starts this effect with God. Mm-hmm. When men start to call upon him, it's like he starts to, okay, you know, I'm going to start getting things right again. So it's right. just, you know, I, I look at that. No, it's great. And it, it mentions about how he, um, when he built the altar and he establishes his, his, he pitched his tent. And um, this tent is just a picture of him, you know, he's a stranger and a pilgrim, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who didn't belong to this world. And how the altar is, he's, he's showing you that he's a citizen of heaven, yeah. worshiping the true and living God, right? And so everywhere, like you said, everywhere he goes, you know, he pitches tent and his altar to show that, hey, I don't belong to this world. And I belong to this world where I'm, I'm worshiping mm-hmm. on, you know, to the true and living God. And I also like when he says when he, when he, when he built it. Right, he put it between Bethel and Ai, right? And Bethel is is a it means house of God. House of God. And Ai means ruins, right? So now he says right in between, and this is where we live all the time. We're be, we're between the house of God and ruins. We're heading towards heaven and the ruins, the earth, the world. Mm-hmm. You know, the flesh is behind us. You know, and we constantly keep our eyes focused on Bethel. Right. You know. And we always have to move towards Bethel and never go back to the ruins after we've got saved. So, That's a great point. Uh, any other points in, in this section? No, that sounds good. I, I mean, I'm going towards yeah. south. Oh, what you think about that? No, I was. Yeah, I did. what do you, I mean, what do you think he, about that? What, south. Yeah. yeah uh, Which way was he supposed to go? I, don't I know. mean, I just think he's looking <laughs> for. Um, for space because because he has a lot of you know animals and things like that so and that's and that's a good point you made like looking for the right spot right and having all of that he pitched the tent because you see with Cain's descendants they built a city Mm. you know they built a city they was like yo we're gonna establish ourselves we're gonna make a name for ourselves were you about to sing (laughs) built Built this city city on rock and roll Holy! <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the worship. <laughs> that's the worship. Look at filthy. Filthy's like, nah, that can't be the worship. <laughs> filthy, you could close in a worship. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you're seeing, you know, the, like Just again, cancel that one out. We're, <laughs> we're going back to the two seeds. 
you know. Yeah. So Cain's is build a city, build a city, mm-hmm. build the Tower of Babel. Like you're seeing, you know, mm-hmm. the spirit behind that. Mm-hmm. And with Abraham, it's like even with all them possessions, mm-hmm. like Abraham was wealthy. You know, he had things. You know, what, was and he was he wealthy at this point though? I I don't think he was well like. Not, I, I, not as wealthy yeah. as he's gonna be, but he had, you know, you gotta understand his father. He just inherited his father's house. Mm. You know, he took his father's house, so now he had stuff. Like you said, he has livestock, he has things, he has people under him, and he pitches a tent. You know, that's crazy. Like with with that, his mind frame was tense. Like like Ralph said, tent. His, Tem- his, his priorities was an altar. That's the yeah. first thing he's like, Yo, I got to build an altar, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I look at it as that our priorities. You know, when I was looking at him, I was like, the first thing you did, like he everywhere he goes, the first thing he does is build an altar. And I'm like, Yo, is that my priority everywhere I go? Like you said, is my priority everywhere I go to find a spot where I can worship God? Mm-hmm. You know, and tent tent being temporary. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, He was a nomad. Like these guys was just traveling in, in bunches. And he he actually kind of traveled like towards the hillside, so he wouldn't get into the mix of the Canaanites mm. when he was moving. And you know, altar we we see the we see the representative of his life. Like we we're seeing it where I'm not I'm not um, my foundation is not set on this this place. I'm still I'm I'm following what God is telling me, mm-hmm. and and He builds the altar. You know, wherever He goes, He kind of builds an altar, and that altar is always around Him. People seeing it, they was like, "Oh, that's that's Abraham. He's he worshipped this God, mm-hmm. right?" And in a culture, a society where they worship a whole bunch of gods, where certain gods are associated with certain locations in the land, because mm-hmm. that was the culture. It's like if you if you left a certain area you would go to another area and worship a different God because the gods were associated with certain land areas. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just weird. Right. But he's showing, like, this God that I worship is God mm-hmm. over all Good the land. Right. It's a great picture. Right. He He's not he's not locational. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming over here, I'm going to build an altar, and I'm going to worship God. And they mm-hmm. even talk about this tree. Did we get to the tree part? Yeah, you read um, it. Terebinth the, terebinth the terebinth tree which was a, a site for um if you uh wanted to have kids to um fertility fertility the fertility god oh, okay that's where they would Diana? worship oh so you see he builds a what, what he does place As a so he kind of he, he stops through six. there mm-hmm. and you're also seeing traces of that old that old life, that old life, that old culture. Yep. But the heart that he was doing it in was different, right? These practices are still there, mm-hmm. right? These old, you know, pagan practices are still there, but now it's towards God. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of him being a blessing. Wherever he went, he brought God with him, you know? Right. And are we bringing God with, with us wherever we go? Right. So, so I could imagine him wanting to have kids, mm-hmm. him wanting to... um. Oh, that, if you don't have kids, your wife is barren. That's like almost yeah. scarlet letter, mm-hmm. you know. But those practices that you know the Lord is, he he's he's walking in his journey. He's building in his faith. But the the object was this God now, mm-hmm. right? That was the object. 
But I think those practices, those old practices, I'm not going to, you know, worship this tree. Right, go worship back. the God that's associated with right, this tree. Back. I'm going to build an altar and I'm going to worship the this this God that appeared that's, to me, that spoke to me. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Because yeah. we're seeing a picture of this, his, him basing his, his, his faith on the word of God. Yeah. You know, um, he's not seeing anything and he's basing it on, on and also on the promises that was given because God didn't give him any explanations. He didn't give him any reasons. Mm -hmm. He said he just gave him promises. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you these, you know, this land. I'm going to give you descendants. I will make you. So now Abraham is moving off of the word of God and his promises and he's trusting his character. And one of those, um, this pastor had mentioned, he said, faith is not believing in spite of evidence. Faith is obeying in spite of consequences, which I think is a great thing, you know. Um, so it it's about the consequence. Regardless of what's going to happen, I'm going to be obedient to God. Mm. Yeah, that's hard. That's easier said than done. Yeah, and, and right, to, exactly. <laughs> to, to piggyback off what you said, you know, the word of God. Um, I wrote this down. It says Christians are people of the ear, not the eyes. Mm. Right. God does not um, appear to be seen, but speaks to be heard. Mm. And as Christians, we have the word of God to get into so that we could hear what God is speaking. Yeah. Right? A lot of the times people want to see. Faith comes by hearing. Mm. Boom. Straight Was up. that Romans 11 and 6? Yeah. And, it, and, he's, and we, we worship it like he's, he, he's the invisible. <laughs> so what happens when I quote, try to quote scripture. <laughs> Like, nah. That's why you gotta write it down. No. <laughs> Wrong chapter. Not even a verse off. A whole book. A whole chapter off. No. But you know, you worship the invisible God because His Word is all you need. That's mm -hmm. it. You know, His Word is all you need. All right, um, Ange, read the rest. Ten, all the way through. All right. Uh, yeah. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, that he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen, when the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me. But they will let you live. Please say, You are my sister, that it may be, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that I may live because of you. So it was, when Abram came into Egypt, that the Egyptians... Saw that saw the woman that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai. Abram's wife and Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Okay. Yo, Sarah was bad, dog. <clears throat> 
<laughs> he was, <laughs> he was 70? That's why I said he was, was, like, she was a shorty. Yeah, she was, she was a breezy. That was, was bad. Yo, 65. You ever seen a 65 year old? That's, Yo, nah, that's a smoker. Nah, nah, but that's a 65 year old from back then, dog. That so ain't that, a 65 year old in 2020. That 65 like, was the eating, new 20. No, no, eating no filters. Or eating McDonald's. Or, that's not a 60. Yeah, she probably looked like she was soda all day. She had no waist trainer on. Ah, oh man! They were, they were <laughs> no lace front. Yo B, there was, <laughs> yo B, there wasn't no, uh, there wasn't no doctors back then to <laughs> to put you together. No, that's tri- a, no trips to DR. Word right up. Ooh. That's, a, that's a real sixty. Hey man, yo listen man, Let's it is what it, it is, bro. But. You know, she was, she was, she was, she was smoking. So, all right, what can we, let's get into this section before. Yo, this this is, this is one of those shots right there, son, that I had at my boy Abram, son. And I knew. This was one. Go ahead, filthy, get off. Go ahead, go ahead. And this should go out to all y'all single Christian ladies out there, man, looking for a husband. This dude was not prepared to die for his wife. You know, he was scared (laughs) of what Mm. these Egyptians were going to do to him. So he, one, he told it a lie. You know, I mean, I guess it was only half a uh, lie, right? Because she was technically his half sister, mm-hmm. so yeah. technically, yeah, maybe true. he didn't lie completely. But yo, can you imagine one, your husband telling you to lie for him, mm-hmm. and then two, can you imagine how she must have felt getting taken away from her husband, from everyone else that she was with, by these Egyptians, knowing in her mind what she was being taken for? Dude, like I just when I read that, I just thought of how her heart must have sank being taken away from her husband and everything that she knew and being thrown to to, to the Pharaoh. And and Abraham gained wealth from it. Yeah. So he treated her well, like Pharaoh treated him well and gave him stuff because of Sarah. So what what could we tell about the Egyptians? Just just from this section. They were bad people. Yeah. Well, there was a, a common tradition back then where the reason he said that. Because majority of the time, and they if they did see a woman, they would the the easiest way to get them is kill, murder the husband, and take the wife. Mm. And now, no longer this woman is married. You know, she's a widow, so she could belong to me. Because there was a thing on adultery. So oh. they were murderers. They were murderers, oh. right? Kidnappers. Yeah. So obviously, they would kidnap your wife, right? Um, so we see the type of rights the women had in that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, a harem. Yeah. Right. So they would. Oh, you look good. Take them by any means, and you know, add them, add her to the harem. So that's the culture. And Abraham knew that culture. He knew what type of people they are. They were. So now we see this fear coming over Abram. Yeah. Okay. No, that's a good point. And but before that, I totally forgot. I think he was being disobedient by being in Egypt. There you go. No, nope. God did go not to. tell him to leave. So why why did he why leave? Why did he leave? He left because it was a famine. So why yeah. he, what should he, what should he have done? He should have stood where God told him to stay. I agree with you. Right? So yeah. so and then let's this is what happens when you're disobedient to the Lord and you put yourself in situations that God doesn't want you to be. But and the thing is is like you said you see the progression it was because of the famine. Yeah, so right. sometimes things get hard in your life. Yep. That's and right you automatically result to your understanding. You know, you result to what you think is best. And that's what he thought was best because Egypt was popping. There was food in Egypt, whatever. Because we see that later on, you know, the same thing happened with the nation of Israel. Right. You know, when there was a famine, they go to Egypt. So, 
you know, Egypt had resources, but like you said, he should have been faithful and stayed where he's at. And a lot of times we do that. You know, a lot of times when things, when, when they begin a famine, let's say it's at your job, money is short, you know, let's say there's resources are, 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 are getting low tight. And, you're, and tight in your, in your life, what you do, you go result to your own understanding and you go make your own move and then you get in trouble. So now you're Abraham and you got all these people that you're responsible for because you mm -hmm. took responsibility. You're the federal head yep. of this clan that's moving through the desert. There's no food. You're running out of food. What do you do? Yep. You see people tell you, you do what you got to do. That's why I went out there and robbed such and such. That's why I went out there and did this stick up or did, you know, lied right. here and, and finagled here and did this scam. You know, you, you find yourself in those situations. I know I, I, I've been there before. You know, when things start to get tight and things start to clamor down on you, you start to cheat, lie, and steal. That's how I was before I got saved. You know, you, 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 you start to conjure up these plans and you're like, well, I had to do it because I was desperate. You know, and even now, even more, this is when I'm, you're talking about me fending for myself. How much more when you got a kid, when you got kids, when you got a wife, when you got a whole household to take care of? Like, are you going to be faithful and mm. trust God and so, stay exactly where you're supposed to be? So what should a Abraham, what should he have done? Trust Called God. on the name of the God. Lord. Amen. Just so like he had did previously. Yeah. Pray. Yeah. So, and we're seeing, we're seeing this here because when you just read the whole entire section and you didn't hear anything about building, building an altar. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear anything. You didn't hear, you know, him reaching out to the Lord. Nope. Right. So here we seeing that he moved from totally from, uh, instead of trusting the Lord, he went to scheming instead of confidence in the Lord. He went to fear instead of, you know, um, taking care of others. He was looking out for self. He went yeah. just the whole thing with the wife as he was yeah. breaking it down. So can. you see, he went completely opposite to what God had called him. So he totally forgot the promises because God said, I'm going to make you a great nation. Right. I'm going to give you great. So how all of a sudden he forgot in like as if he was going to die, you know, in this get, famine. Because things get tight. And that's the thing <laughs> that we end up like letting our circumstances uh, define who we are and not realize that God is in control of the circumstances. Amen. You know, and this is where Christians live. We live. It's either we're, we're going into the flames, right, coming out of the flames. Or about, you know, so you, we're always in those stages, going in, in the flames or out of the flames. Mm -hmm. You know, we are always in these different circumstances. Mm -hmm. But at the entire time, we, our eyes must always be focused on God. So yeah. that, that was, you know, and I, and I see that as a exercise, a test to Abraham's faith. Because we're seeing his faith grow. Mm -hmm. right? First with the delaying him dragging his feet when he was first called for maybe, you know. 15 to 25 years waiting before he finally obeyed full obedience, not half obedience, right? And then we, we see him when he's in the land, when he's where he's supposed to be, we're seeing that worship, right? We mm -hmm. see that altar. And then times get hard, right? And in, in, in those hard times that you build up character, mm -hmm. right? That you build up endurance and that's your faith is tested. So yeah, you should have stayed there and eat rocks. Dude, this one um, dirt sandwich. <laughs> no, he, yeah. if you go to Luke four and one, when Christ was in the desert, That's, what happened? Mm. Yeah. What did Satan tell him? Like, yo, these rocks, go ahead, yeah. turn them into bread. Yep. And he was like, nah, man yeah. shall not live by, by bread, bread alone, alone, but by every word of God. God. And then and what happened at the, the end of that? How did how did Christ get food at the end of that? The angels ministered. The angels. Or the angels would have came in and bought food for Abraham. 
however, so, yeah, however, or the birds, like, or the birds, or like the birds, Elijah, right? like the Elijah. Lord would have provided. Basically, the Lord, Lord would have provided. The right. hard part, right? Yeah. Is the faith. Yeah, that Dude. thing you you mentioned it several times. That thing, right? You know, Christ speaks about it as you can measure it. It could be the size of a mustard seed. Yeah, right. This it's almost like this tangible thing. Mm-hmm. This tangible thing that the Lord gives us is able to interact with the intangible. Mm-hmm. It's able to interact with the spiritual. It's able to interact with the heavenlies. And it's able to affect God. Mm-hmm. So now you're in a place where your environmentals are deadly, famine, yep. danger. Destitute. Are you able to stand there in faith because you know this is where God wants you. That's yeah. where the rubber meets the road. Right. And that happens to every, every single one of us. Every yeah. day. Yeah. And it's <laughs> Are you going to stand there by faith? I don't even understand it. Yep. And you know what? You know what's the thing is that whenever people get into circumstances or situations that are difficult, we, the first thing we go to is why. Why is this happening to right. me? Or how can I get out of it? No one ever sits down and wondering, like, what can I learn from it? Mm. As yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to how can I get out of it? Not realizing the Lord may be putting you through something so you can get stronger and right. build up your testimony even further and it will deepen your faith. You know, because, and yeah, go ahead. You, you, See, I, I was going to just piggyback off of that. I heard someone say one time that God puts these example, these people in the Bible and the examples of them failing in order to show us what not to do. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, I mean, I get it, but I don't agree with it completely. <laughs> One, because of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. When I see people fail in the Bible, God doesn't um, flaunt their failures. He fixes them. Mm -hmm. And when I see these people fail and I see the grace of God, the mercies of God that are new every morning, that's why those examples are in the Bible. To bring God glory and to let you know that it's okay. We are human beings. And even Abram, you know, all these these, um, incidences of of him just lacking faith. And and what does God call him in, in... in Hebrews, the father of faith? Like, right. really? This dude? But this dude? It's like what Marcus said. It's a growth thing. And it's crazy because you was disobedient. You schemed. You lied. You you put your family in danger. Mm. And you got rewarded. Bro. Like, you know? So now, like, what, what motivation do you have to to correct it? Right. But, again, like, like uh, verse 17 says, but the Lord, but the Lord. God has to intervene, right. and you know He set Pharaoh's house a plague because if He didn't, Abram would have just, you know, he would have right. just kept it moving. But the Lord, and thank God that God intervenes in our life when we out here wilding out, right. and we're we're being quote unquote rewarded for it, right. you know, mm-hmm. because we're we're not in His plan. And thank God, you know, again, God intervened. You know, I kind of like that point what he said about the plagues because you remember in the beginning what we read in the beginning of the of the chapter when he says um i will bless those who bless thee and i will curse those curses so now here abraham was supposed to be a blessing and now he is being a, a, a source of judgment to this to, to to the egyptians to pharaoh's household mm-hmm. by them receiving a plague because of his disobedience yeah. so his act of disobedience not only affected him his wife because his wife was taken and abducted now he's affecting this whole household of 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 Pharaoh and and you know his harem of wives and children or whoever's there. Mm. So we see Abraham's fear, right? Because the Lord said, "Listen, I got you. You're protected. I'm gonna take care of you." 
Um, but he got scared. Mm-hmm. And fear is just not compatible with faith. Faith. It, it's just not. It, it doesn't work the same. Right? So Abraham's fear, um, you know, and based on that, he made bad decisions. Right? So he, he thought he was going to be slick. Nah, that's my sister. Maybe I'm going to buy some time while you guys try to negotiate a price. So that's why he got all this stuff. Because if, if he said that, oh, that was, like you said, Ralph, oh, that's my wife. Oh, not anymore because you're dead. Right, <laughs> right. So, yo, that's my sister. A word she bangs. Yo. And you see the, the princes or the, the the princes of Egypt or whatever. They was like, yo, you're going to love this one. Right. So now he's there dealing with them. Yo, how much you want? What's the price? Yeah, he pimped out. He pimped <laughs> out Shiloh B. Yeah. Word. Oh, that's that's the picture I get. Because nah, he's trying I to be slick to try to too. buy time. Because yeah. I'm like, why would they give him... All this stuff, he dowry. Pimped, he pimped out. You was you was negotiating, and camels back then were big time. So. Yeah, you was negotiating. <laughs> Serious, bro. And it was that almost was a camel? dowry. That was the Bentley. That was yeah. the Bentley. <laughs> he was on a camel with the humps. Yeah, the yeah. camel was the Bentley of the day. Like this. Come on, riding on twenty twos. Yeah, twenty two is camel. Oh, man. Camel so, toes. So now you oh, know. So cool. now he he gets all this stuff, <laughs> right? So bad. you know we're seeing we're seeing. This guy risking his honor, because you get checked by Pharaoh. He checked you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then you put the purity of your wife at risk. Yeah. You know, by doing that. And the promise, because as we go on, you know, you see it was supposed to go through Sarah. That's right. You know, and even with this, you know, um, this is where she gets Hagar from. She picks up Hagar from Egypt. Mm. So you start to see how this one mistake that he went, he went to Egypt yeah, and he did all crazy. of this. Sarah so picks up baby. Egypt. She picks up Hagar from Egypt. Wow. And you see later on how just the, yeah, uh, the not, snowball effect of just bad, the, the, bad judgment. The sin yeah, that just keeps on giving. That's <laughs> what about you, right? That's how sin is. Yep. Yeah, yeah, big, yeah It man. keeps on giving. And yep. also lot. It's not a one and done. Yeah, also lot. A lot had to see, yo, my uncle just, you know, compromised. But we're not going to get into that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Easy, easy, <laughs> easy. I'm not, I'm not going to put now. that. I'm not going to put lot on. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to put lot on Abraham. No, but, but I, this right here. No, but but I, think about it. He went into Egypt and now he's seen flourishing, you know, this great city. Right. Oh, his right so now, right. He, now oh, this is like. Okay. I see what you you're saying. See what, yeah. yeah, but you know, but that, they got a no, taste no, no. of the world. He they knew, t- they knew what Egypt was about. Everybody knew Egypt was popping. Mm. Right? And when Lot looked, he was like, he even compared it to the garden. He's the, the Garden of Eden. Yeah, right. Mm. So, nah, it was Canaan, right? What do you mean? Whatever. No, sorry. Yeah. yeah. We, well, yeah, when he compares it later on, I think. yeah. But so, so, um, so the real. We, you know, the grace of God, he extends his grace to Abraham. He's like, God, you did the wrong thing, right? So eventually, Sarah probably was like, yo, nah, we, mar- <laughs> we married. Because Pharaoh was probably like, yo, what's wrong? Oh, no, Every right. time I try to smash, oh, I get no, sick. <laughs> he didn't smash. No, 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 no I'm not saying not he didn't. Nah, what but I- he was able to connect what was happening to him to her. Yeah. How? What? I, what? I, what? I, what I was. Um. You, you. remember with who was it? Was it Queen Esther? Before she went and 
who was that? Audi Xerxes? That wasn't Audi Xerxes. Yeah, that was Audi. Vashti. Vashti, yeah. And Xerxes, yeah. And um, remember, there was this period of time that they had to get ready when they became part of the king's harem, harem before mm-hmm. they met the king. Yeah. So do you think it was probably during that time of just her getting ready? You know, they're getting her ready because she's about to meet the pharaoh. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to grab you and you're going to, yeah, the I, next day you're going to meet I the mean, pharaoh. Like, right. So it's this whole process that, you know, women had to go through before they were able to sleep with the king or the pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Maybe during this time that possible. the Lord probably came in and plagued them. And it was, now he's like, wait, hold up. What's going on? Oh, ever since I added um, Sarah into the mix, you know, and the Lord revealed it to him like, yo, this is the person that's. But I'm thinking that during this time of her preparing herself to meet yeah, Pharaoh, I, I, I think that's, that's when it happened. I mean, I'm I'm thinking like like it might have just popped. It's, well, I don't think it all happened once. I'm thinking it was a gradual thing. Like it started coming in. It's like, yo, what is this? And then it just got worse and worse. And everybody in the household got it except Sarah. Just like you, we see in, in Exodus with Moses how everybody's getting plagued except the yeah. children of Israel. And it's like, and all you, we see the same thing with like, you know, um, Jonah. On, on the boat like yo everyone's going like yeah. why is this stuff happening to us oh it's because right, of that right, dude right. Well, so everyone could point to like there's one person that's causing this okay yeah. well, so whatever it was know. yeah whatever it was he was able to figure it out like, and wait a minute you're the cause of this yeah. and you know she probably revealed she probably confessed to him right like yeah um that's my husband because when he went to check abraham he was like yo why would oh. you say that why didn't you tell me that was your wife so i could just kill you I mean, he didn't. <laughs> and he was so much easier. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. But uh, you know, he and that's that's almost a dishonor for Abraham because you get yeah. checked by this guy, right? So the Lord had grace grace on you, mm-hmm. but the Lord plundered the real criminals, which was the Egyptians, because mm. you know they was the real criminals. So they ended up giving him a whole bunch of stuff, and he got to leave with the stuff to build up his, his assets mm. and his riches. And it's a mirror image of the same thing that's going to happen with the children of Israel. You know, famine, mm. they go into Egypt, you know, they become mm. slaves, the Lord plagues them, and they leave with a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So you see, it's yeah. like this foreshadow of what's going to happen with the children of Israel. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he came, he's like, Yo, what is this that you have done? Like, why... Why did you not tell me that she's your wife? Mm-hmm. Right? She she revealed it. So he was like, yo, man, here's your stuff. Here's your wife. And get out of here. Get get away from me, dog. Get out of this country. You know? <laughs> get out of here. But um, I could imagine how Abraham felt after that. Yeah. Like, ah. That was a hard L, B. And his wife probably looked at him like, Yeah, what you, you think Sarah worst. said when she got out the harem? <laughs> you try to pimp me? He's like, yo, you the worst. You try to yeah. pimp me out? That's right. He, he did. <laughs> Just to save your neck. Just to save your neck. See what I'm and saying? And he came to her. He didn't tell her. He didn't tell her. He was like, yo, please. Mm. <laughs> he was like, please. It was Follow game. along. He it was, was asking her, would you please do this yeah. for me? Because they're going to kill me. Yeah. And I can imagine Sarah. Dog, she's, yo, this is my husband. I know these Egyptians are savage, and I love them. I love them straight but, up. Yo, this God that you telling me about, yo, we left our whole life, yeah, and He made all these promises, right? Yeah, I don't know what Sarah was thinking, but this was an exercise in, in Abraham's, you know, faith. When we go but, back to the beginning of yeah. the chapter, 
the Lord speaks about the blessings and making your name great and um, making you a great nation and, and blessing you. And I'm going to curse those that curse you. Like anybody that come against you, I'm going to protect you. You yeah. know? And this is a great picture of First Peter 3, you know, when he talks about wives submit unto your husband, where you see how this is Sarah. Yeah, even when your husband is being suboptimal and not in, you know, complete obedience to the father. The thing is that she submitted not because she's just going to be a doormat, but because she's submitting unto God because, you know, God is going to provide and protect her, even though when the husband is not in the proper place. And that's so tricky. The, yeah, that is very, tricky. very tricky. But but in that submission to the Lord, she enriched her family and she prospered her family and protected her family mm. because of a submission to the Lord. Crazy. Shout out so, to Savas Faith. But, but, <laughs> but, but, but it's hard. It's 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 it's, it's tricky. It's, it's, it's a little tricky, yeah. gray area yeah, there, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if your it is if your husband is. is gonna go if tell you we're gonna go rob this bank, dumb, no, we're yeah, gonna Bonnie right, and Clyde right. this spot, right? No, yeah. I mean, when you go, <laughs> right, right. How yeah. how would you what, what how would you equate this? But what do you mean? And th- like if if we were to like now, I'm trying to. I mean, honey, I think could becoming you... oh, being obedient or, or I mean. As long as it's not, he's not asking you to sin, right? You know, if he's, if your husband's asking you to do something where you're sinning against God, no, but isn't, isn't this si- a sin? nah, this was sin. This was sin. This, this yeah, sin. this one this was is like this that's, was a what, lie. What would you say, like cheating on your taxes? Well, like I said, she was yes. his. You know what I mean? No, 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 I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like you know what? We're gonna she, finagle it here, finagle it there. Just yeah. go along with it, honey. Who put eight dependents? Right, right, right. You know? Yeah. I see. I'm convicted. I'm gonna have to go. That's how I would look at it because I look at that's always the temptation for couples, you know, especially Christian couples. You know, when tax time come around, it's like (laughs) we always trying to find these gray areas. All right, folks. Thank you. Good night. (laughs) Somebody's convicted. You know, you always try to find these gray areas just to squeeze a little bit more. And it's like, come on, let's go along, you know. The accountant yeah. is saying is go along with this and it's right. you know trusting well, God. I, to I, don't, provide. I don't I don't cheat on my taxes, but I do have to update my taxes <laughs> <laughs> because the kid you know last year was a final year, so no more yeah. adults. But I haven't updated my W twos. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus get... forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> what you was about to say, Ange? Um, nah, I forgot. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Nah, but no, um, yeah. So his grow, like you said, this is we're seeing Abram grow in faith. Yeah, he's going from Abram to Abraham, and that's all of us. You know, we grow in faith, we grow in grace. You know, it's not something as soon as you save automatically you're just this super Christian. No, you go through these stages, and God brings famines in your life to test you. Mm-hmm. You know, to test your faith to see if you're gonna stand exactly where he told you to stand or be faithful or to make a move or you know to do what to be obedient to god mm-hmm. you know and this is you know Ab- uh, Ab- abram didn't just become the father of faith no he grew into that mm-hmm. you know and that's the great thing is that um when you trust the lord no test is impossible and no failure is permanent you know what i'm saying so like you're saying like no matter what that failure he's just gonna grow from it and we grow from it we see it and we learn from it in, within our own failures we constantly grow from it and one of the great things i like about this is that god knew abraham was gonna do this yeah you know he knew exactly yep. but he still gave him the promises exactly yeah. 
You see the grace of the Lord. It wasn't. It wasn't conditional. It was. It was totally unconditional. And you're gonna see how he even stamps that later on. Right. But like you said, it wasn't on Abraham being a good guy, all right, or being perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say I love verse seventeen. But the Lord. But like, yo, God, thank you for intervening in my life. Because yeah. I'm an idiot and I'm a bonehead <laughs> and I like to do my own thing. Right. And there's times God just, right, yo, so many times, I'm, I just think so many times God just intervenes and he goes, mm. yo. So I always love to see but the Lord, but God. Like, mm. if, you know, God is sovereign and thank God for that. And we see, you know, when we're in those situations like Abraham was where now your faith is going to be tested, right? But you have the word of God. Um and you're putting in those you're put in those situations like a famine where it's gonna develop character in you. You know, the question is 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 gonna be is is defilement better than death? Mm. Right? Because you're in a situation where you're thinking, Oh, I might die because mm. there's no food. Is it better for me to go against God and defile myself? Defile myself. Mm. Right? But you know, Jesus tell you know, he tells us to carry our cross. Mm cross being the symbol of death Mm. and you got to carry it but then if you remember his promises you understand that you know jesus conquered death you you understand that these situations that um sometimes come around us that we might not have control abraham didn't have control of the famine but even through that the lord would have preserved him and his family Mm. so that his promises was going to come to pass yeah. And he didn't, you know, he didn't learn that because um, the choices that he made were were poor. But, you know, I believe he grew. He grew because, you know, next week we're going to see that he returned back to this place. You know, where, so it's where like, the altar is. Yeah. So it's all right if the toilet paper and the water run out, B. Don't, <laughs> don't get don't get scared, people. <laughs> God is going to provide, man. Yeah, man. That TP, I seen people go crazy <laughs> when the TP ran out. Yo, don't go crazy, man. When the famine starts to hit, don't go crazy, people. There's no famine of the word, though. Word up. Because the word is out there. So, um, Father, we just uh, thank you for this time. We thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness as we see it um, in the life of Abraham, Lord. And you're the same God. And, um, we know when we make bad decisions, you're you're still faithful to us. So we, we thank you that um, you left us these records of these men um, that reveals who you are. Um, and um, we're able to share it with uh, people out there, Lord. And we pray if somebody's listened to this and they're not saved, Lord, that um, salvation is free. Um, it's a free gift offered by Jesus Christ. And they just have to accept accept him into their life and their sins would be um, paid for by the work that he did and they just need to accept it by faith so our prayer right now is that if somebody is listening and haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior that they would um, so thank you for today thank you for this time and it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray Amen. 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 Amen.